It's time for The Drive's Top 4 at 4. Hour number two of The Drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Top 4 at 4 brought to you this afternoon by Linderman Sports Medicine. Here's Marcus Young. Thank you, Russell. At number one, the NCAA men's basketball AP poll has come out. Top three stay the same, Houston, Kansas, Purdue. Uh, for the SEC of Alabama, four. Tennessee drops to ninth after their loss to Kentucky. You've got Auburn moving up five spots to 16. And then you've got Arkansas, after their loss to Vanderbilt, dropping all the way down 10 spots to 25. Yeah, Arkansas is kind of having trouble finding themselves as well. They lost their uh... – they're down yeah, they're, two of their best players, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they've been banged up. Injury bug hit them. So, we'll see. we got to get well this week, man. First things first. Let's not go down to the hump and lay an egg tomorrow. At number two, uh, J.K. Dobbins, running back for the Ravens, uh, says that Tyler Huntley should never have been in that situation when it came to the quarterback sneak fumble. Extremely frustrated running back said that he believes it would have been a different result had the Ravens given him the ball and not the quarterback Tyler Huntley. On a crucial fourth quarter play near the goal line in Baltimore's wildcard loss to the Bengals, Huntley fumbled the ball, which was picked up by Sam Hubbard, and ran back all the way for a touchdown. Quote, he should have never been in that situation. I don't get a single carry. I didn't get a single carry. Uh, he should never have been in that situation. I believe I would have put it in the end zone again. Well, I mean, the, the problem was they gave it to the running back on the play before that. I didn't realize it wasn't – I thought that was J.K. Dobbins. Apparently it wasn't. And he got stood up and stonewalled at the one, and that's why they tried the – I mean, that, that was on Huntley. You don't – you don't reach the ball out there. Yeah, I, I wonder if they. I mean, what got, the coaching is there if they tell because, like the Jags, for instance, clearly tell Trevor Lawrence to do that on the goal line, and he fumbled once against the Jets on Thursday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, and he's able to convert the two point conversion in the playoff game Saturday night. To me, it's like the risk so far outweighs the reward well, in that situation. So many other teams are having. I mean, it's almost unstoppable. And, and the Ravens were lined up to do it the other push. way, the push, where yeah. he should have just kept the ball safe and and just gotten low. I think Dobbins is right, though. I mean, it's yeah, it's probably poor form to be taking it outside the locker room like that. I'm guessing he's just frustrated yeah. after losing the playoff game I mean, like that. How? But yeah, you probably it, it was only third down at that point. You probably should have given it to I think that was the your running fourth, back actually. Well, they threw no, it to Rickard on second. That they, was, they threw it to Rickard on the first play, and then Dobbins took it down to the one. I think that was third down. It was it was third and goal. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. What about? Uh, I've never seen. These guys are freaking on the NFL. Seeing a guy that big run that fast. I mean, that's a D lineman. He did yeah. oxygen running seventeen plus well, miles an hour. See, the other problem was is that his leap over. He just reached the ball out trying to break the plane and was not really protecting it. No. To me, you should have gone for a true sneak. That's just me. Uh, number three, uh, some quick names to be looking out for for the Tennessee Titans openings at both GM and OC. OC, they've reached out to the Falcons quarterbacks coach, Charles London. That was actually, that happened this morning. Uh, over the weekend, they requested interviews for Chiefs OC Eric uh, Bieniemy and 
the quarterback coach, Matt Nagy. Uh, some people think that that's a lateral move for Eric. It wouldn't be because Andy Reid actually does a play calling. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about any of these names, quite frankly. The list is kind of underwhelming to me. Sure. I prefer someone outside just because I feel like it, we need a bit of a change. And Matt Nagy I'm not as into well, as – I mean, Biennami and Nagy are outside. And, that's and what that I'm would saying. That would, to me, kind of show what – you know, maybe a window into Vrabel's thinking that he is looking to get away from the ground and pound and open things up a little bit. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I like going from what you know, whatever is the new thing right now. The the McVeigh tree seems to be all the rage, and there's a lot of those young guys out there. That's kind of what. See, I would like to see them that's why like I'm that. interested in their GM position one of the guys that they finished interviewing was uh, 49ers director of per, uh, player personnel Rand Carson uh, I like that side of things with what the 49ers have been doing I wouldn't mind getting somebody that has a little bit of insight on that I wouldn't mind a, uh, a uh, Shanahan individual but we'll see we'll, we'll keep it ears there's been a lot of Tennessee talk this weekend which is kind of nice. And finally, at number four, Tampa Bay taking on Dallas Cowboys at 8-15 on ESPN. It will be in Tampa Bay. Dallas is a three-point favorite, though some news has come out for the Buccaneers as their starting center, who was hurt and put on IR during training camp, looks like he could Jensen's play. Jensen's back? Jensen might wow. be playing back for the playoffs after an ACL That's uh, incredible. Tear. So he's off of IR, could play. That could be huge against that defense. I, I, yeah, I, I, that's the first I've heard of that. That's that's incredible that he could be back that quickly. And it just shows, you know, what it means in the in the NFL that he would – because there's no way he's 100%. Oh, no, no. He hasn't played any football all year. But to uh, get out there, and I guess it, it's the playoffs, man. You can go for it. That is the top four at four. Thank you, Marcus. It's brought to you by Linderman Sports Medicine. Check them out online, LindermanSportsMedicine.com, to find out more about the miracles of modern regenerative medicine. Get back in the game of life without going under the knife. Dr. Laura Linderman, VFL, at Linderman Sports Medicine. Check them out. We'll go open lines here. If you want to jump in, take a shot. 865-546-8200-546-8200. Tennessee basketball picking up the pieces. It was a disappointing loss, to say the least, coming out of the weekend against Kentucky. Will they bounce back? Take care of business. Never easy to win on the road in the SEC. I would expect a much stiffer fight from Mississippi State than the one we got in Thompson Bowling tomorrow night. And then going to Baton Rouge, I mean, it's never easy for us there. When's there the last are time? no easy road games. When's the last time we won in Baton Rouge? It's been a minute, hasn't I have it? No idea. I can't remember. I, I, I don't think it's like over ten years. I think we've won there. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we're just forgetting, and it was like last year or the year before. Well, I just remember the infamous Anthony Jordan game. Oh God! Just, it was flooding outside. I remember that because I had like a patio flood situation. I had to go out there and yeah, it had get... rained for like thirty-eight days straight. Yeah. That and then you had that nonsense going on. Yep. So 
got to got to get back, man. Let's not let's make this an aberration. Let's use this as a chance to fix our issues and get on another roll again. Let's not make this the beginning of some sort of tailspin for the volunteers. Phil is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Phil. Why say, Debbie? What's up, Philly? How you burn uh Mark's done? Man, uh doing all right. No complaints here. Really? <laughs> Not well, about life anyway. You know, life is pretty good. You get to go home and watch some NFL football tonight. Um, but specifically I, I think I know where your phone call is headed this afternoon. Um Well before we start talking about that, we can talk about the uh, the cowgirls against uh, Tom Brady. Okay. You know what, what's going to happen in that. Tom Brady will be like he always does, look pretty and win the game. And the cowgirls will look like they always do. Gag! Choke! Yep. Choke, Phil! Yeah. But my new team now is Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, who Tennessee should have had. Pretty cool, you know. Jumping on the Jaguars bandwagon, Phil? Yeah. They got an elite quarterback. The Oilers don't have one. Well, the Oilers haven't been a team for over 20 years. Show a little respect to the state team of Tennessee, Phil. Can't you root for your home state, Phil? A little respect. If it's it's named Nashville, it's it's named Tennessee. It's it's disgrace. A little respect, Phil. A little respect. It's nice to hear TJ call in. Uh, Where's it been? Just waiting for Kentucky to beat us to call in. That's pretty funny. I mean, he called in last week. It sounded like he was, instead of calling us, maybe should have been calling like a some kind of depression help hotline. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if, if Kentucky can have Pat Adams call all their games, and they may have turned a corner and they may explode on everybody this year. But, like, I well, glossed over that one. The refereeing was a part of Saturday, but I can't blame the loss on refereeing. No. Uh, I mean, we missed. We got big boyed, Phil. We got big boyed. Yeah, they wanted it more than we did. Rick Barnes got took to the, you know. That's the most disappointing aspect of it, isn't it, Phil? I mean, like, look, you're going to have game, Triple J, Zakai Ziegler missing layups. I'm willing to write that off as a fluky thing. Um, they got after us on the three point line. Like, that's one thing. Getting beat the way Tennessee got beat on the glass the other night is inexcusable. And you know, Rick Barnes is steaming mad about that more yeah. so than anything else. Uh, it's a, it is what it is. Uh, it's humiliating loss by uh, probably a, a average Kentucky team. Well, I mean that remains to be seen. Uh, I'm I'm worried that we launched them, and and got them right the the other night. Time will tell on that one. But I mean, you just got to be concerned with yourself and and figure out where you can get better right now. I'll tell you what's got me worried, and we haven't talked about this yet, but the revelation that Zakai Ziegler is dealing with knee soreness, that's not good, Phil. No. Problem is you got two of your best players got knee problems. Uh, Scobie's got a shoulder problem. Yeah. And they keep playing extended minutes, which makes no sense at all. I mean, those are your guys, though, Phil, like, I mean, I, I know we want to see BJ. I'm with you guys, uh, but I mean, is he ready for this? Is Mayshack ready? You know, like, 
Those I mean, are, when the hell's Meshack going to be here? How long's he been here now? It's his second year. I mean, he's he's made good progress this year, but he wasn't he wasn't helping us. I mean, nobody except Urosh looked good the other night. Yeah. If you're also your leading scorer, you're not winning the game. That's exactly the way I look at it. Although you're also played 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 well. I mean Conwell, I mean that guy's soft as Charmin. Man, and that I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want to call him soft. I mean, he certainly did not show up the other night and that was disappointing. I, I feel like he's gotten more physical as as the years have gone by here but just a no show like that hugely disappointing well it looks like now alabama's gonna win the league by three or four games and blow and behold we're playing buck pearl for second in the sec <laughs> well let's see what happens here phil i mean it's one conference loss let's see if they can get back on a roll here let's see what impact this uh, off-the-court situation has on Alabama. I don't think they're going to run the table down there. They might. They've got to come in here. But like I said, the Tennessee's just got to – they've got enough issues that they've got to work on for themselves before they start how worrying about foresee, Alabama. How, how do you uh, foresee them uh, rectifying this situation? I don't – Rick Barnes is too uh, stubborn to rectify it. He's not going to change. Well – I mean, I, I look at it like this. The the defense was good enough to win the other night. The yeah. rebounding effort, like you said, they just wanted it more. They big-boyed us. They bullied us. To me, that's a matter of effort. You've got to challenge Kamwa, Triple J, Urosh, whoever else you're going to pay. You know, uh, Adu didn't show up the other night. You're going to challenge those guys and say, we can't have that. We cannot have that. And then I, I think offensively, you got to have some somebody who can dribble drive a little bit, and and we had those plays, Phil. I mean, that's it's just kind of fluky. You know, Ziegler misses three right at the rim, the Triple J miss right at the rim. Those are uncharacteristic, and I don't know if it's just the moment they weren't concentrating or whatever. But I mean, if we're not making those, we're gonna have trouble beating anybody. Man, that's true. That's a good that's twelve true. points that we just farted away the other night. Yeah. There's no margin of error, though, no. uh, when you're Tennessee. If you look at the recruiting rankings, even though Kentucky's a mediocre team, they have their talent is a lot superior to ours if you put recruiting services in, in, in play here. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, really, the, re- the reason Kentucky won the game is Wheeler got hurt and Cal played conventional basketball and kicked her butt. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. And you know they were determined to guard the three point line. I heard Cal talk exactly. about that after the game, and that's what Michigan did. So there, there's a blueprint out there, and that's why I get back to dribble drive. When I mean, Phil, you play basketball. You know what the coaches tell you? It's it's a simple game. If you're on the perimeter there, if they give you space, shoot it. If they don't, put the ball on the floor and drive it. And yeah. we've got some guys like Ziegler and Vescovy. They they can drive it a little bit. Julian Phillips can drive it a little bit. But you got to be able to finish. And when when you're blowing as many layups as we did the other night, it's just a bad look. Yeah, well, I guess Ron wasn't built today, and uh, I'm tired of Rick Barnes. See. Oh. 
It's uncalled for, Phil. It's just one game, man. We got a long way to go, guys. Patented Phil cheap shot on the way out the door. What are we doing now? What are we doing? I've marked the time. So We're what, five games in to league play here? Yeah. It's our third loss of the season. Uh, 13 more league games here. Come on, it's marathon, not sprint. uh, Nobody's going undefeated in this league, Alabama included. They will lose – they will lose multiple games. Mark my word. Now, we might lose more. We get back in this thing. Come on now. Did a little research for you. Figured out the answer to uh, the last time we beat LSU in We Baton. do our research. Have you done your research? In uh, Baton Rouge. During the solo season of Donnie Tindall. Was the last time we won in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's right. Wow. I have slept since then. 2015 season. Well, let's let's flip that thing, man. I mean, if if you can't go down there and beat them, they've basically got a makeshift team down there this year. You got you got to go down there and get that W. Yeah, we need to go two and zero this week. Right the ship. As far as the officiating, like I mean, I'm I'm with Phil. I am not blaming that on the officials. If you want to blame it on the officials, that's fine. I'm not Here, saying I'm blaming it on the officials, Russ, but you cannot argue that it doesn't change the entire flow of the game. We we were the beneficiary of several calls. We had we absolutely had a couple of gifts to us there too. Oh, what stands out to you is the most egregious call. The fact they let Tashibwe. There's three plays in particular. Tashibwe beat the hell out of Vescovy. And Tashibwe gets away with murder. I saw the one where I didn't see I I didn't see Tashibwe hitting Vescovy. I, I saw one where Livingston. Or not Livingston, um, Toppin basically shoved him down in the lane. That was pretty bad. But I mean, there was there was fit, another moment. The as physical as we are, I'm not going to complain about not calling, pushing, and shoving down. Well, there. It, it it's not so much that, but it's also especially with Tashibwe, it happens. He he they allow him to do it. It's not just Pat Adams. It's almost every crew. Nobody calls it on him. When they're on offense, dude, he does not move out of the damn paint. He just parks it in there. I'm sitting there watching on TV, just counting. I'm slow counting. Mm. Uh, I I never pay attention to that. Well, y'all tell. I mean, if, if if they don't want it to be a rule, then take it off the rule book. But to let one player on one team just stand in the paint is ridiculous. I mean, Pat Adams should be fired, drawn, quartered, sued for impersonating. Uh, a, a competent official. That, that whole crew is garbage. I knew as soon as they announced that we were we were in trouble. Pat Adams, that clown. <laughs> Can we get TV Teddy Valentine? Well, we 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 gotta be tougher, man. We gotta be tougher. Like it's understandable that they would out rebound you i guess they do have the walking double double that is to reigning player that he's a good player man like you you got to give him his due and he big boyed us the other night but that being said you can't get out rebounded by 20 i think it was 43 no. 23 it, it, it's got to be close man it's got to be close just the offensive rebounds the man. offensive rebounds were killers how yeah. how tall is your rush again Seven, seven one, at least seven feet, right? Yeah, but that's not. Yeah. That's really not fair. I mean, you're all shitting in the same. No, well, I I heard um, some friends of ours. 
um, lamenting his lack of rebounds, but I think they talked about this. Like, if you go back and watch, I think that he was coached to – you look at the play where he got called the flagrant. Like, he turns and he's looking at Toshibwe. Like, I think that's – I could be wrong. I don't know this for sure, but I think Barnes basically told him and whoever his backup was going to be on boxing Toshibwe out specifically – I'm not even want you to get the rebound. I want, and if you have to turn your back to the basket, do that. Tackle him, move him out of the way, and let somebody else get the rebound. But we can't let him just ragdoll us. I, I think that's probably what they did because I saw a lot of that, particularly with Urosh, where he's not even looking for the ball. He's just trying to keep Tashibwe off the boards. Yeah, give him a Serbian hello with this. Uh, well, he did. Elbow. Yeah, and he got a flagrant one. Good hard foul, man. The four-point swing. Hey, we we talked a lot about what went wrong Saturday, and there's plenty of room for criticism of Urosh Plavsic through four years of yeah. him playing at Tennessee Saturday basketball. Saturday wasn't it? I'm not talking uh, Saturday. No, you know he's well, all one, we had. One thing we haven't talked about, we can hit up if you want to after the break. Uh, best point I saw as far as the game went was from uh, the CGP. Christopher Gabriel. About the substitution? About when we got up to the 8 eight nothing lead. Right, let's talk about that when we continue. 865-546-8200. If you want to chime in this afternoon, open lines on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. Back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Bear Marcus, back with you Monday afternoon edition of the show. 865-546-8200 if you want to jump on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. So, Christopher Gabriel jumped on voluntary reaction with us. And I saw other people make this point. And I must admit, it did kind of cross my mind when I saw it happening in real time. But Barnes was very quick to go to the bench before the first media timeout. Yeah. I will say like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes into the game. I think it was like three. He starts shuffling guys in, and, of course, we're destroying them at that point. Yeah, we were clicking for sure. I, I felt like it was a little bit earlier than we typically go to the bench. I mean, sometimes we have – sometimes we go to the first break. Sometimes we bring a guy in uh, or two there towards the end of the first segment of the game but it did feel like it was a little bit early and it's one of those things if you asked rick barnes about it you're probably not getting no a straight answer huh. but i i wonder if it was a a game plan thing where they knew that it was going to be a physical war and they wanted to get to the bench quickly or b if things were just going so well at that point that he was like, you know what? We got these guys. I'm going to put on more steam and bring in our Yeah, dudes. but it just completely, like, it was like a switch went off. Like, you flipped a switch and whatever spark we had going and momentum we had going was just, it was gone. So, here's my question. If, if it sounds like you agree with CG. See, I, I don't. I Oh, I, don't I wholeheartedly what, agree with CG. I don't think that's what lost us the game. My question to oh. you is then, how – how long do you how long do you go with the starters? I mean, with that situation, I would have definitely gone to the to the first TV break and you know just seen 
where you know just where things were at at, at that first break. But you don't. I mean, we were on a roll right there. I mean, it, it's like you broke your own momentum. We were eating them alive on both ends of the uh, of the floor, and then we, you know, he switched it out, and then Case and Wallace picked up Ziegler, and that's when the wheels kind of came off. We went. We had a five minute, you know, one of our one of those patented Barnes five minute scoring laws. Yeah. See that that's what makes me think though that that criticism is a little bit overstated is because that has become a trend. Right? Like we always seem to I mean it's like three or this four games in a row. It's well it happened it happened against Vanderbilt last week. It happened against South Carolina. Go back and watch the South Carolina no, game. No, I, I know it did, but we had up until a couple of weeks ago, we'd kind of gotten away from that this year. Remember, because we talked about it, what a relief it was that we'd. It, it didn't seem like we'd been doing that as much as we did last year. This did year. it at Ole Miss? I mean, I feel like what? What's the other game? I feel like we've done it. And all we, our SEC did we do it games? at Mississippi State? Did it happen with Arizona? So I don't remember. We had a pretty good start against Arizona. I, I don't know, but it it has definitely been a. I mean, it's definitely three games in a row now. I mean, we got we. But, have come out and clobbered the opposition. Will Warren tweeted this out. Uh, I think the last four games in the first four yeah, minutes of that. the game, we have given up zero, zero, four, and zero. So it is every SEC game. Yeah, It, it, it was against Ole Miss. We gave up no points in the first four minutes. Against Mississippi State, no points in the first four minutes. Against uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, we're we're missing one in there because we're up five games now. But but anyway, it's zero zero four and zero were the last four. I mean, we're we've been dominant, and I feel like pretty much every time. I mean, I know we're not going to pitch a shutout in a college basketball game, right. but we have been taking our foot off the gas. I don't I don't know if that's. I think the other day is you know we were rolling, and he put two injured players in. Two guys with bum knees right now. And Triple J and, and Ziegler. As you know, if they're talking about Ziegler's knee on the broadcast, they're they're letting them know in those pregame, you know, when they meet with know, Belis. Man. I mean, and those, those are two key guys. Like, we got to play them. Like, well, gonna... Yeah, we do now because, you know, and all these damn 40-point blowouts, Barnes didn't put anybody else in the game to get him any minutes. Zakai's knee's been sore all year, and what Barnes do kept playing him thirty five minutes. I'm, I'm working up to full on Barnes bashing. He's not playing thirty five minutes a game. Let's you go let's, go back and look. I mean, not look at he should have played max minutes the other night, right? Close game, SEC game that we have to have. He played twenty seven minutes. That's not what I'm. What I'm saying is Barnes had plenty of opportunities before Christmas, when we we're you know having a bunch of baby club ceilings, and he he didn't do it. He's ran up the mm. score on teams. He's forty point beatdowns. I I feel like we play a lot of guys, especially compared to like what? Go look at uh, who who are we playing that backs up Zakai key he starts the game key ain't a point guard are we That's, still gonna are you still gonna look at me with a straight face and claim that Tyreek key's a point guard 
I'm going to look at you with a straight face and tell you, yes, that is the position he's playing. Yeah. You you can deter you can decide whether or not he's a good one, but that is the position he's playing. Uh, what is it not? Am I wrong? He's horrible at point well, guard. He's terrible. Whoa. He's not whoa, a wait, point wait, guard. Whoa, 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 hold on. All right, we, we have we're started to get emotional now. I'll just let the record show we're the number nine team in the country. We are fourteen and three, four and one in SEC play. No team achieves that record. Number two in the net, still number two in the net. Nobody achieves that status with quote a terrible point guard playing at least twenty minutes or whatever he's playing at that position. I'm, so let, let's just let's pump the I'm, brakes I'm, a little uh, bit. We can pump the brakes, but I, we saw Saturday. Uh, how we're going to get knocked out of the tournament. Zakai's going to either be injured or he's going to be in foul trouble, and we've got no backup point guard. You've said it yourself. You know we don't have a backup point guard. I I, I think we're short. I, w- I would have liked to have one more really good point guard on this roster. I think the thing that's going to get us knocked out is 3 of 21 from three-point range. It was 2 of 18 last year against Michigan. I think it's – Missing point blank layups. I mean, Vescovy and Key going a combined two of ten. Josiah going one of six from three point range. I don't think that has much to do with Tyreek Key playing the point or Ziegler's knee. Key, I'm just gonna say this. He hasn't looked really that great. He's struggling, Since. and and I do think he's playing out of position. I, I mean, I would agree that he is not a quote pure point guard, but I mean he he's what we got, and 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 Rick Barnes is is starting him at that position, and that's the decision that that he's made. So, and it and it's worked pretty well, aside from the other night. Can I ask a very quick question to Bear's point about Zakai's minutes? I know he's the one who comes off the bench. But in a game where, like Alcorn, where we won 94-40, to 40, how many minutes would you hope that he had played that game? Ziegler? Yeah. I don't know, 20, 25. No more than 25, Max. Because he played 22 minutes in that one. EKU, he played 30 minutes. Which, uh, that I, one was I, a I'm blowout. telling you, like, I, I know this is not something that people look at traditionally – but like you look at the minutes played, go look, find Michigan State, find Houston, find um, UConn, whoever else out there. I'm guessing that our minutes played are very much in line with everybody else in the country, if not on the low side. Well, he averages about 27.9 minutes a game. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's fine. On a bum knee, it worries me. Yeah, no, I mean, the knee is an issue for sure. All right, let's get some phone calls in here. Will is up next on the drive. Good afternoon, Will. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, oh, not much. Uh, definitely disappointed about the game on Saturday. I think there's plenty of blame to go around. And uh, listening to the point guard conversation, for one, I think, you know, if you're saying Zakai is overplaying early in the year, I get frustrated by that too. But it's pretty clear to me that they're working on rotations and – uh, who they are going to rely on late in the season. They want to get a lot of minutes in, with live bullets going uh, when they play Alcorn State and Tennessee Tech and whoever else they're playing. 
Um, and, and I think this is a bigger conversation about B.J. Edwards, and I think he'll be good, and I want him to be good. I cheer for all the Knoxville guys. Um, but if you want to play as a freshman, you got to flash. Like, Toby Awaka, he flashed in a game situation, and guess what? He's in the rotation. He doesn't play every game. He's, a, he's matchup dependent. But uh, last year, Zakai Ziegler, um, you know, he had an opportunity and he flashed and he made it to where you could not keep him off the court. And uh, B.J. Edwards, you can say what you want. Um, he hadn't got meaningful minutes, but he has played minutes. Um, and I just, I just have a really hard time believing that there's some vendetta against him that uh, nobody said anything. There was playing. no talk, and I, I didn't even bring up his name. I will tell you, he's played 25 minutes all season. 25 minutes. So how's he supposed to flash in 25 minutes? A lot of it at the end of these 40-point beatdowns. And he's got him playing in a position that he's he hasn't played. That's what's confusing to me. He's playing him at a is, two. You, you know, B.J. Edwards is, you know, came up as a point guard. He's played point at Catholic, played point for um, Bobby Mays' AAU programs. Like, every time you see him – Coming up, he was a point guard. He's listed as a point guard on all the 247 profiles and everything. And so we're all thinking, every everyone, all our us fans, and maybe Barnes from day one said, you know what, I'm going to bring this guy and make him a, a combo or I'm going to do what I did with Vescovy and make him a two guard. Maybe that was his master plan from day one. I don't know. But we were all expecting, I think, this guy to come in and basically do what Ziegler did last year, which is be – the backup point guard and kind of and, – and that hasn't happened. He's playing a different position. So, But I, I hear what you're saying too, Will. Like it's not like he's gotten in there and done anything to where you're like, yeah, he needs more minutes. Right. Well, and, and that's an interesting point, I guess, about him playing off the ball, playing a two. That's a big adjustment. To me, you know, I hope, I hope BJ's bought in on that. Um, I, I just have to believe that Barnes is – Barnes is not the only person in Knoxville who realizes he has a point guard problem, you know, or, or excuse me, who doesn't realize, you know, he knows he's over there. And I think he'd look to his roster for solutions. And I, I guess I just uh, tend to be over trusting of him and defend him too much. Maybe I certainly, uh, I certainly feel like I'm on an Island with that. With uh, we defending Barnes? Well, no, not with y'all. I'm just saying, like, in my personal conversation. So, I'm on that anyway, island with you. I'm, I'm Team Barnes. You and me, Will. We'll fight that well, battle. Well, and the, and the thing is, we just got done talking about how good we are when our starters are on the floor for the first four minutes. I mean, I've been frustrated with T's lack of ability to put it in the hole. He, he came in here to shoot and, and make open threes, and he hasn't done that. And it's definitely hurt us. But, you know, something's happening in the first – first four minutes of the game to yeah. produce those numbers that point. you were just talking about. And and I have to believe he's part of it. You know, he's defending, he's doing what he needs to do. Um, you know, I guess what I would say is criticize away on, on the Kentucky game. There's plenty to go around. I just am not convinced it's, it's the beginning of some bigger issue. Um, he has a veteran roster, which, oh, by the way, is a skill in and of itself is that we're always veteran, you know, Teams that aren't properly managed are always young. We're never young. Mm. We're properly managed. We're going to get this back on track. And if he's proven anything, it's that every single year we're going to be in the conversation 
for the conference championship. We're going to be in the tournament. And, you know, I guess that's when I got to quit talking. Is, is, you know, then, <laughs> then we know what happened. It, it's what, but, I mean, it's, fr- it's the deal, right? It's frustrating, but that's the deal. And then, and then, last thing before I get out, if we're going to start passing some blame around, let's go ahead and uh, look in the mirror. That crowd was uh, large in number and small in impact. It was Wait, it was pretty bad. Were you there? Yeah, absolutely. And it, you're you're the first person I've heard from who was there that said it was dull. Well, there were two things with that. Number one, I guess I got told to be quiet, which you know, whatever. Well, who told uh, you to be quiet? Yeah, wait a minute. Who told you to be I'll quiet? Be, a, a fellow fan. I, I'm not going to get into that, but but um, wow. Uh, uh, number two, um, I will say there were three or four balls that went up in the air where you have that collective holding of the breath, like roost about to come off, and we were o for whatever on. Oh shots, man, the Vescovy three in transition. Yeah. If if he makes that shot, we go up four. We run them. No question in my mind. No question in my mind. I mean, I've, I've, I love going to those games. I've gone to a fair number of them, and I've just been a part of a lot better crowds. Like, Auburn last year was next level. I mean, that was, I felt like, a game-changing type of crowd. Kentucky last year, granted, they yeah. sparked us when their, yeah. when their little bowling ball yeah. strength coach <laughs> started a fight. Uh, that really, you know, Cal came in. And, you know, I don't like him like anybody else. Uh, they had a pretty good plan. They, they were not chippy. It was, it was not like, they, you know. I feel like the flow of that at. game, Will, went about as badly as it could have from the, from the you know, crowd getting into it perspective because it's like it's an early tip. Get off to the big start. And I don't think people are bloodthirsty at that point, but I feel like there's a sense of relief that sets in to the building and players pick up on that. They feed off the energy of the crowd and they uh, feed off the lack of energy of the crowd. You get up eight, nothing. And it's kind of like, these guys suck. We're about to run them. It is what it is. And then all of a sudden you're in a street fight and it's hard to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The game kind of dictated that that's the way, but um, yeah, it just wasn't something where I felt like the, the, we got willed in, but I think that's a that's a part of the larger like apathy toward our regular season success. You know, mm. it's just yeah, it's it's kind of like all right, we beat Kentucky, and that's another. I'm talking too long, but that's another frustration I have. Is it Barnes? Um, you know, he can't. We're frustrated over him winning a game or not winning a game against Kentucky when he does when he he's done that a bunch. Nobody really cares about it because they say, "Oh, I can't take win it for tomorrow. granted." Don't we? Well, right, well, and then he loses one in January, and you say, "Well, hell, it's January." And they're like, "Yeah, but he can't." You know, he, he lost to Kentucky. It's like, well, you know, he's got a winning record over him. You don't give him any credit for that. Anyway, I'm rambling now. It was it was a bad day. I'm just not convinced hey, the wheels are about. To fall in the off. words of Led Zeppelin, "Ramble on, my friend." Appreciate the phone call. We got to take a quick time out. It is the Drive Fan Run Radio. Back with more right after this. Watching Michigan State and Purdue play play these games on MLK Day, kind of a 
special thing. That's pretty cool, man. I yeah. I wish we'd be involved in something like that. Edie is a beast. He's still odd-looking, but he's not as odd-looking as when we saw him back when he was in high school with us. You got to tell people for uh, folks who don't – what's his name? Edie for Zach, Purdue? Zach, Zach Edie. Edie. He's like seven foot two or seven foot three. And he's like part Asian, so there's like a Yao Ming kind of – But he's just – American Yao Ming looking kind of thing. Like it's strange. I mean, we all know that kid. He's that kid that never really moved out of the awkward face. Yeah, the pituitary disorder kind of thing going no, on. No, I mean that, but you know, everybody goes through an awkward phase in your life when you're growing just, up. And he just kept going. He just – he kept going and, and he's still – even though he's probably one of the best basketball players in the country, he's still kind of awkward looking. At least he doesn't look like that kid that was at, was it Gonzaga? The one that looked like he never ate in his life? Oh, what was that kid's name? He was a stick. He's in oh, the NBA now, yeah. and then he got Chet hurt. Chet Holmgren. Yeah. 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 Chet. You know who you reminded me of? Uh, who was the kid that used uh, I can't believe, uh, Will Stevens. He was like stretched out. Do a little play-by-play play here. Michigan State, down one, running the place baseline, 2.2 seconds, long heat. That'll never work. That'll never no. work. Oh, it went out of bounds off Purdue. That's, they're going to have point five down there. Uh, they're going to the put some more time on. They'll put some more time on. Go to the go to the clock. Put some more time on. It is. They're getting ready to bust a blood vessel. How does that guy have like five final fours and we can't go to one? One. Because he's a killer when it comes to the tournament, man. Like he'll lose this game. But I guarantee you, if this were March, that, that kid from Michigan one point five. Instead of be one point five, I guarantee you, if this were March, Michigan State hits. They uh, find a way. They find a way, and they'd hit a shot. They get, a, the they get the fouled. Uh, so they they do what they have to do. do when the money's on the table, Tom Izzo's taking it. What is Mel Tucker wearing? You see that? You're a grown man, Mel Tucker. Get yourself a grown up wardrobe. Can't be dressing like. He's uh, wearing a Jinko hoodie. Jinko jeans. Yeah, but it's like one of those like Jinko it's jeans. Like, it's one of those Gatlinburg like airbrushed hoodies or something. Oh. Well, you got a problem with airbrushed uh you never had anything airbrushed from Gatlinburg, I Russell? Say, like a D one head football coach, over the age of forty, grown man, millionaire. I feel like we ought to go get dry. Get yourself some grown uh, man millionaire hoodies. clothes. Mel Tucker. Would you guys wear them? Would you I got airbrushed drive hoodies? I'll always wear a gift. If someone gives me something, I'll wear it. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll, we'll get Marcus a hoodie with a with an airbrush tie. Anything Actually, free. Let me clarify that. There are certain things I they wouldn't put wear. One point eight on the clock. That's that's crazy. a lot of time. I'm on cooking. The floor. I'm cooking. Tom Izzo. H to the Izzo. God, he's won so many clutch games over the years, Ross. This like guy's Matt good too, Painter. man. Matt, Matt Painter's good too. I know this is fascinating radio, but we've got to see boring ass Purdue basketball. Look at that kid. Get back to the phones. Edie. They got like two guys that are like over seven foot. Oh, that guy. Good God Almighty! How, how, those guys always end up at Purdue too. Have you noticed that? They've always got some seven foot goony looking guy. See, this is the conundrum. Both teams have a timeout. I don't know. Michigan State's had a timeout, but Purdue has a timeout. And so uh, they just called another one. They're just going to, like, sit here. If if we go to the phones, they're going to play the game. If we sit here like idiots, blabbering on and on. They won't. It'll take up the rest of the hour. Yeah. And Martin will be pissed because he's been waiting already. And he's like, yeah. would you guys please shut up? I've got some – I want to talk to you about recruiting and the tight end coaching job. 
Will Berg, 72. Edie, 7 foot 4. Do you imagine Zakai driving in on Edie? Right there, like that kid just tried oh, to man. do. He, you you got to – You think – I wonder if he'll play in the NBA. Who? Why he didn't go last year, Edie? Yeah, he'll play in the NBA. He's like the best player in the country. Yeah, I think he's going to make Why it. didn't he go last year? He wasn't ready? Uh, true fact. If you are seven feet tall or taller, you have a roughly 17% chance yeah. of being in the National Basketball Association. Good for you, Rush. Why, why can't he stand, like, right on the line? Why can't he stand right? This is, again, just compelling. Oh, another time. Oh, it's a, it's a, oh, Let's go to the phones. Doing? What are we doing? Oh, it's so infuriating. This is this is, must be what every woman feels like when she's waiting on her man to take her out to dinner, and he's like, wait a minute, honey, there's only 30 seconds left in this game. Five minutes later. You said there's only 30 Let's get Martin in here. Martin, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Yes, Russell. Martin. Uh, I don't know, I'm hurt over to Kentucky Lost. I want you to hear me out. Okay. I'll hear you out. I got you. I'm hurt over to Kentucky Lost. Yeah. And we still got a chance going to Sweet 16. If come walk comes to play. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Everybody should be happy in a great mood because we went 11 and 2 in football. Yep. And we beat Florida, LSU, Alabama, and Clemson. We went 11 and 2, Russell. We did. We have much to be grateful for. 20 or 25 years. Absolutely. And I'll take it any any day of the week, and I still think we should go to the Sweet 16 in basketball if we can. And I know we need a point guard. in basketball time in Tennessee, and they said that Freddie DeLeon played point guard at his high school. Freddie Buckets. We might have to th- we might have to bust that red shirt off him, Martin, if we keep having trouble scoring the basketball. Yes. I want to see Freddie Buckets. I don't know about you. I don't like to see him play this year for us. Bring me Freddie Buckets. You really think Barnes is going to play him, guys? I don't think he will. I don't think you're no, probably either. not. And Russell? Martin. If we don't find a quarterback in the transfer portal, more will move up. And for the 24 class, I would go out and sign the two best quarterbacks I can find and let them go head-to-head with Nico. And the best men win the job. Well, I think recruiting quarterbacks is going to be hard this cycle but i mean they got to find somebody we got we got some bodies in there so it's gonna be interesting to see what they decide to do martin we had one in we got one we're looking at from georgia a four-star real strong uh coley bowley cutter bowley it's a good name is that his name i think so they're looking at a bunch of guys i'm sure i know the guy that is getting a lot of pub right now from the mid-state is former vanderbilt head coach is it George McIntyre? Yes. It's his grandson yes. is a blue chipper in the mid-state area. Yeah, I saw over the weekend Martin uh, Heupel and Clark Lee from Vanderbilt were at his basketball game, which... What's his name? George McIntyre, I believe the third. Yeah. So is his dad the coach of Colorado? He? No, that's his uncle. Uncle. 
How big is he? Um, oh, he's a tall prospect. I, I want to say he's like six foot five. Big arm. And we got a chance at him. Yeah, I mean, he, his mom went to Tennessee, and uh, he's in-state prospect, class of 2025. So he's a rising high school junior, I believe. Like, so there, there's a long way to go in that recruitment. Yes. All right, I appreciate you, Russell. Appreciate you, Martin. Thank you. Purdue hangs on 64-63. How many – Wide open look at that three. What, Terrible what did, shot. Did you guess at Edie's stat line tonight, Bear? Like, how many points and rebounds do you think he had? I know in the first half you already had a double double. I'm going to say 30 points and 20 rebounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. 32 points and 17 rebounds. That's close. close 13 of 26 from the field. That's, that's a real fun offense to watch. It was just throw it to the big lumbering goon. Boring ass down Gene, low. Katie, Purdue, Matt Painter, Conzo Martin basketball. Oh, Conzo Martin catching oh. a stray. Yeah. <laughs> Boring ass Purdue basketball. I hate it. Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up.